Where's it going, Rudy? I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? Episode of the Reddit Horror Club. I am joined as always by my co hosts Scott and Adam. Now, only one of them have seen today's movie, The Sentinel, uh, and the other one will just be sitting around throwing in comments, I'm sure. Uh, but we won't say who saw what just yet. Ah, oh, fuck it, you'll figure it out. Scott saw it, Adam did it. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, would you like to explain why you haven't seen it yet? Oh, I just, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll try and watch it last night, and I had my iPad, which I usually am able to find, you know, a good stream for any of the movies. I should have known better than to try and, and stream a movie from 1977 uh, at the last minute and hope to find a stream for it, because I couldn't find jack shit. I tried for, like, 90 minutes, and I, I just couldn't find anything, at least not anything that I could play on the iPad, so... I thought the Sentinel was on uh, YouTube. I tried. I tried looking for it. There's all those, you know, those ones that are like, yeah, this is the Sentinel full movie on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then you click yeah. it, and it's like, oh, fucking link below. Yeah. Yeah, I, gotcha. I hate that shit. Damn it. Because yeah. it used to be. That's how I first watched it. Um, that sucks. Well, didn't happen. Sorry, guys. Well, sorry. Who, who I, I feel sorry for you because I feel like you're missing out on a pretty decent movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I know Scott likes this movie more than I do, um, but that's not actually a bad thing. Uh, like, I I think that the only reason I don't like it, or no, I'm not even gonna say I don't like it. I think the reason oh, Scott likes it more than me is that you know I'm still really not. I'm not a cult film fan. I'm not like a haunted house fan. Um, but if more of them were like this, I would like them more. Uh, like, this is a cool, kind of a cool blend of, like, like, I guess, like, a weird combination of, I don't know, like, Rosemary's Baby, um, mixed with, like, a Haunted House movie. I can Um, accept that. Can I take a stab at what the basic plot is? Just from, like, reading IMDb and watching the trailer? Sure. Is it that they're at, like, a portal to hell... And yes. the old lady that lives upstairs has to be like the guardian or like the watcher of the portal of hell. The and they rev- yeah, yeah. yeah essentially, it's, it's a it's an old blind priest. But hmm. yes, <laughs> and she and and spoiler alert to anybody listening that hasn't watched it, I mean, you're an idiot for doing that anyway. But um, the, she she becomes a sentinel, the new sentinel at the end. Like yeah. it's it's the it's a whole big thing. But what you're missing out on is. Um, first of all, Prince Humperdinck is in it. Second of all, Christopher Walken shows up later on. Third of all, um, uh, uh, shit, uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of people with, like, tiny little roles throughout. I don't understand why, though. Um, well, because, like, I mean, the Christopher Walken thing makes sense to me because in 1977, the only other thing I think he was doing was he had a one-scene appearance in Annie Hall. Like, 
this was right before Christopher Walken started to to blow up because I'm pretty sure this was pre uh, the Deer Hunter because I think the Deer Hunters what really did it for him. Mm. Let me see real quick because I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so where, the Deer Hunter was the following year, '78. So this was still when Christopher Walken was like, you know, people maybe recognized him. he was like a that guy for for a really long time. <laughs> so what, where's the tension in the movie? Like, does she not want to be the Sentinel? From the sounds of it, the Sentinel well, is like an well, important the, it's, thing. It doesn't get. It doesn't. It's not. Um, explain that she's supposed to be the sentinel until like the last five minutes yeah all she knows is that there's a portal from hell and all these ghost characters are attacking and attempting to kill her well they don't want to kill her they want her to go crazy enough so that she'll commit suicide yes that's it specifically because she's already tried twice before also you forgot to point out that one of probably the greatest person in twilight zone history is one of the stars of this burgess meredith yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, he is fucking as awesome as he always is in almost anything. Um, hey, what? <laughs> Did you just pull the tarp off the dead body next to you? That's <laughs> what Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I, I apologize. It stinks. I'm just... Do you know who... Do you know who was the guy at the very end of the movie that's trying to buy her old apartment? Is he supposed to be somebody that you care about? Not anyone that you're supposed to care about. It's just that it's an actor that's kind of sort of well-known and established. Uh, I didn't recognize him. Tom Berenger from, like, the Big Chill and the Major League movies. <laughs> and, and, I have to uh, look at a picture He's of the main character oh from Major God. League. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> like, I just saw that name. I'm like... That can't be the same Tom Berenger. And then I clicked his Wikipedia link, and I'm like, nope, that's the same guy. That's amazing that this is like his first movie role is just the guy in the final like minute of the movie trying to buy the house. <laughs> um, what really shocked me, and and in a in a positive way, because '70s movies for the most part are are relatively tame, yeah, um, by by gore standards. But this movie kind of had a little bit of like a like there was a little bit of an Italian influence on some of the gore. Um, you know, there was like the the one scene where she like chops off the guy's nose and and stabs oh, yeah. him in the eye and stuff. I'm like, this is like it looks cheesy because it's aged, but like it's pretty. It doesn't look that cheesy. Yeah, it doesn't look me. that cheesy. It just looks a little cheesy, but like yeah. the gore effects for for a, an American horror film in the seventies is kind of impressive. Because, I agree because you really didn't. I mean, we weren't. Italy was really the only place that was doing like gore focused films until around Friday the Thirteenth in America. So it's like that's kind of that's kind of impressive that that's so far ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, I, I, and you know, I don't. I honestly don't think that I. Uh, that I noticed that, or that it really affected me, not affected, but you know, it didn't really sink in the first time I watched this movie, um, or actually the second time until last night. But um, I, I just, I, I guess I just kind of expected there to be more gore. But then you know, if you think about it, um, you know, you, you think about it in context. This is, is this seventy, what is it seventy five? Seventy seven. Seventy seven, um, and. 
I mean, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot. Plus, this was like kind of a more mainstream movie at the time. Uh, Hatecraft, I think, is the one who who picked this, right? Adam GB. Oh, Adam GB. I'm sorry. Adam GB said that his mom went to the theater to see this, and people were like leaving because they were so grossed out and upset by watching this movie. Which, if you watch it now, you're like, why? But yeah. I mean, I, that plus watching the movie again kind of makes me realize that this was kind of one of those movies where I think people weren't expecting it to be. They were expecting more of like a uh, supernatural drama because um, a lot of the stuff in Rosemary's Baby is really tame. It's it's the creeping death, kind of the dread. That's the whole point of that film. And there's a lot of that in this movie, but then it tosses in a couple of those scenes that are pretty brutal for the time period. And uh, I think the people weren't expecting that and the audiences that were going to see this in the theater were like not kind of people that would have gone to see like the original Friday the 13th or something but also Friday the 13th definitely didn't have the kind of theatrical run that the Sentinel did I'm positive of that yeah well and I'm looking at what other horror mo- like I'm looking at what movies came out in 77 and you know it's it's not that they're bad movies but you know it's it's stuff like you know the hills have eyes which is a little I mean that's on the same level as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it's kind of more like emotionally disturbing than visually, and um, you know. But also, I don't. I think that you, if you really wanted to understand like the reaction this movie got at the time, you have to look at you know what their what their um, d- uh, distribution was because Texas Chainsaw Massacre only got distribution, if I remember correctly, after it got notoriety. Yeah. Whereas I'm pretty positive that this movie was like out immediately. And it became kind of a cult film because it was panned by people that were expecting something to be, that they were expecting something that was less intense. Let's see. Uh, let me read some of the reviews. It's got an ex- it's overall on Rotten Tomatoes. It has an approval rating of fifty percent. Uh, so everyone was completely split in nineteen seventy seven when it came out. Uh, let's see. Time Out was quite negative in his review, claiming that it was just a mass of frequently incomprehensible footage. And acted so badly that even the most blatant shock counts for nothing. Uh, while others praised the film for being derivative of Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, and The Omen. Um, it seems a little bit more like a pile of outtakes from the recent supernatural successes. Uh, someone else took uh, issue with the use of deformed people in the movie, claiming that it was distasteful. And also referred to it as the worst, most offensive, and repressive horror film of the 70s. Um, so a lot of really strong opinions on that. Yeah. I don't have that strong of an opinion on this movie. Like I enjoy it, but I'm not ripping it apart like a or like I'm not deconstructing it like a film critic or something. So but you're also watching it in 2014 versus you know I'm sure the disgust of watching this in 1977 <laughs> when you're trying to believe that film should be held to a higher standard and being just like oh how dare they. Um, but yeah, the last 10 minutes, like, I wasn't sure how I felt about the movie, um, for, for large chunks of it. I was like, ah, this is like, it's all right. It's what you expect from a seventies movie. It's a little moody, a little slow, but man, the last like 10, 15 minutes when, you know, she kind of is just the whole building is filled with all these ghosts. But that's cool. The cool thing about that is that there are ghosts, but they're like corporeal and they're all, really hideous (laughs) yeah 
Um, and even the reveal of her her boyfriend, uh, you know, the Prince Humperdinck, uh, you know, being dead after all, was kind of well done. Like I like that they didn't show it. Like you know, they could have shown him getting killed, so that you know we'd know when he showed up. But they they chose to leave that off screen, so that that reveals like, oh fuck. Because I was like, oh, he's in on it. Like, he, like when he was talking to her, he was like, he had this look in his face. You're like, oh, he's in on it. I wonder, like, how are they going to pull off that he was suddenly, like, in on this the whole time? And you're like, oh, shit, he's dead. No! <laughs> like, <laughs> but the, he, he wasn't, like, dead the whole time, which makes it better, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it was a nice reveal. Um, also, the girl in this movie is pretty gorgeous. And she didn't really do too oh, yeah. much acting at all. She probably married a director. <laughs> Let's see. She married a writer-producer. Yep. But yeah, she did... Six... Like, 11 movies in her entire career. And, a, uh, like, she did a little bit more... Well, she did a lot of TV. But even her last, like, television performance was in 91... Yeah, she probably, you know, she was just pretty face. I mean, she wasn't a great actress or anything. No, not at all. But, I mean, she's still alive and kicking at 62. Well, it's, <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Prince, I didn't even recognize Prince Humperdinck until, like, halfway through the movie because he's, like, so thin with his little squirmy mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, And this was one of his early movies, too. Yeah. This is, like, a lot of people's early films. It was well before Fright Night and Princess Bride and uh, Child's Play. <laughs> how how much was Chef Goldblum in this movie? Not too much. He's he's just the photographer of the main chick. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's kind of more what the fuck because you're like, well, what's the point? You know why why is he in this? And it's that's the same way with Christopher Walken. You're like, well, okay, so who? Called in a favor. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's his. First, so his first movie credit is in the movie Jeff Goldblum's is in the movie Death Wish as Freak Number One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not on his uh, his resume any longer. No, you don't think he puts that on his reel? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean the downside is that there's only so much that we can that we can talk about because I definitely don't want to also cut people off from being able to discuss the movie in the comments. Hey, I don't know. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just yeah. it's it's a fun fun watch. That's all. It was a good fun good fun time. Um, so real quick, what did uh what did you watch this week, there, Adam? Um, not the Sentinel. <laughs> yeah, not the Sentinel. Yeah, not the Sentinel. I went and I saw Big Hero Six last night. I hear good things. Yeah, it was okay. It was uh, really colorful, really flashy, a lot of action going on. Kept the kid interested real well. Um, had a pretty garbage theater experience though. Like <laughs> this guy with his two kids was sitting next to me, and the one girl was like three or four years old. She's fucking kicking me and punching me and touching me all movie and talking. And uh, he made, I, he was like, I had my coat on one of the chairs next to me. He's like, hey, will you move your coat? Like, she can't see over these people's heads. 
And I was like, oh, they have booster seats outside. You just go grab a booster seat. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Can you move your coat so she can sit? I'm like, ah, you son of a bitch. Damn it. <laughs> and then he shoved a bunch of garbage into my, like, cup holder on the armrest. I was just, I was getting really pissed off with this guy. <laughs> he sounds like a piece of shit. Oh, he was garbage human being. Terrible. Should never go to another movie ever again. Uh, etiquette in movie theaters. I just, I don't know. I You can't expect much from a little kid's movie. Obviously, there's going to be people talking and stuff, but I just get really un, unreasonably angry at people in movie theaters. Mad enough to kill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Where do, you th- where do you think that body un- under the tarp next to him came from? <laughs> yep. That's actually that dude. It's like, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, you back, back, back to the basement. <laughs> oh, talking about murder. <laughs> Just another day in horror club. So, uh, any, anything else on uh, your end, the ESOL, or was it just the, the Big Hero 6? Oh, I watched some more Fargo. It's still pretty sweet. Um, I still haven't got around to watching more True Detective. I don't know. I, I, the first episode was great, and then I kind of just lost interest in watching it. It happens. It's understandable. Yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, surprisingly, I haven't watched all that much stuff this week. Uh, how about you, Scott? I basically just watched the next month's worth of horror club stuff. I think. Yeah. So you're like well ahead of all of us. Yeah, I mean, it's stuff that I've already seen, but it's fun to read. Well, I, no, I hadn't seen a couple of them, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm now up to everything that we've, uh, that, that's been, like, um, announced. Yeah, so, and, and I'm and, still waiting to hear, f- until I hear back from Bulge Lover, who I know is listening, there's no more episodes, or no more movies to announce, because she's, well, like, the last of two or people three that people who discussed... Commenting. Yeah, like, it's going to come down to, like, her, not Jon Snow, and Misfit. And then everyone else is going to get the axe unless they start commenting ASAP. I don't, I, to be completely honest, I don't think they deserve it because we're, like, seven movies in? Eight movies in now? Yeah. And then, lazy fucks. Don't say you, <laughs> don't say you want a movie unless you're going to comment. There's uh, people on the bottom of that list that I have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah, they're like private messages to me, like, I'd really love to be a part of this. And I'm like, all right, we'll just start discussing, and I'll throw you on the list. And then I throw and... them on the list. It's like that motivation of like, look, you're on the list. And then nothing. <laughs> what, what makes me laugh is that I'll see them, like, post a shit. Because I'll be like, who the fuck is this person? So I'll look them up, and they'll, they're posting all day long over on, like, our NFL or all our Call of Duty or gaming or some bullshit, and they can't like come over and say one thing about a movie once a week. That's all it takes. It's like, oh, I thought you guys were gonna watch stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it, okay, sorry. Go back to our horror where we talk about the the stuff that everybody's already seen a million times. Like, <laughs> do you actually get messages like that? No, but I'm I'm sure no, that's, that the that's implication. their thought. I, I'm sure that that's their thought process when they like are super excited, and then they're like, oh, I gotta watch movies I haven't seen before? Well, no, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where were you three years ago when we watched The Fog? Should have been fucking around. Yeah. No, they would have hated that, too, because it's not like... There's not not 
the new French Extreme. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I just want to watch Irreversible every week. <laughs> Adam, I know that there's a large grain of truth in that for you. <laughs> I want this- at least... At least eleven minutes of irreversible every week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fall asleep at night unless I'm watching Violet Rape. <laughs> I would never look at a fucking fire extinguisher the same way again. Oh. So, oh, I just rather fucking burn. <laughs> so I don't know if this is a true post or not, but I just went on our horror just now to see like what the hell's going on over on their end. Nothing much, but there's a post that the new Friday the 13th movie is going to be called Jason Goes to the Mall, The Final Black Friday. Um, that's, that's a joke. That has to be a joke, but it's on that's dreadcentral.com. Yeah, they. That's what, I saw that too, and the title is like, this is an actual Dread Central article. Still don't necessarily know if that's true. Yeah, I, like, I, um, <laughs> I mean... They did manage to make, like, that's the one thing I will say about Jason is no matter how dumb the circumstances are, they usually don't make him a joke, kind of like the way that they've made, like, Freddy into, like, a fucking stand-up comedian who just happens to kill people. <laughs> but, like, that was still very, uh, I'm like, I don't know if they would do that. <laughs> like, Dude, well, and now I'm... there are people that are, like, trying to sell their Freddy costumes and shit. Like, this is not Craigslist. <laughs> I'm um, okay with that title if they drop the goes to the mall part. Yeah, the final Black Friday. Yeah, that I'm alright with. But the goes to the mall? Fuck off. What is that? Yeah. Hey guys, let's talk about martyrs and how what the fuck it is. I've never seen Yeah, that. I haven't no. heard about martyrs enough. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't heard about martyrs like every fucking week for the last six years. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, so I do want to actually, I want to bring up something about a movie that was in Horror Club that we never got around to actually recording a podcast for, for one reason or another, um, probably because of me. And I don't think that Scott was a fan, um, or Adam, and I really didn't have an opinion either way, but uh, what was your guys' thoughts on The Innkeepers? I hate that fucking movie, you know that. Okay. Uh, The Innkeepers? Yeah, it was from round two. Everybody I, I loves it except for me. I don't think I've seen it. It's the same guy who did uh, House of the Devil. It's Ty West. Um, I I just listened to he did an hour interview on a uh, killer POV. Did he po- apologize for how shitty that movie was? No, he he talked about. I don't. I, I've never noticed it, but apparently, in like the very last shot of the movie, there's like a flicker of a ghost. Yeah. And, like, he talked about how, like, in the editing room, he really did everything he could to make it not obvious. He's like, and he's like, I think I succeeded because half the people never see it and half the people do. And he's talking about how, like, the whole movie for him is like a social experiment where you watch, like, an hour of two people talking about are ghosts real or not. And then you end with this thing that's going to lead to people who've watched the movie have a discussion over where that, whether that ghost was in the final shot or not. He's like, I kind of just wanted to make a movie where it's it's setting you up for you to have conversations equal to the ones that you saw inside the movie. I'm like, ah, like I, I that's pretentious as fuck. Oh, absolutely, but yeah, I don't mind. I don't. I kind of like. I have mixed feelings on Ty West after listening to the interview. Like, there's points where I'm like, dude, you're a, you're a little too full of yourself, or you know, like 
you're super pretentious, but then there's other stuff where I'm like, you know, the motherfucker has had opportunities to do, like, big studio films because his indie films do well enough, but he just doesn't want to do that. And I'm like, I kind of respect that, where he's like, hey, I'm doing well enough by myself, doing the movies the way I want to do them, instead of, like, having a studio tell me that I have to do it this way and that way. So, like, from a filmmaker standpoint, I, I've decided I, I do respect him for that type of stuff. And because he was pretty funny in uh, uh, You're Next. <laughs> I, I know the name, and I know that there is, like, a Ty, Ty West sort of, like, camp of people, but I don't, I couldn't give a fuck. I, yeah. He, uh... Good. He did, he did the, one of the only shorts that I liked in VHS, I think. I'm trying to, I'm going to double check before I say it as a fact. I think he did the the second honeymoon short in the first VHS, which I liked. Um, yeah, he did second honeymoon. He also did ABCs of Death, and that movie sucked balls. Wait, you like? That's your favorite one in the VHS series so far. In the first one. Oh, in the first one. I thought yeah. you meant like overall. No, 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 I haven't seen VHS viral, but I'm assuming I'm not gonna have much of an opinion of that either. Well, I really, I except for the very last. I heard the wraparound is fucking horrendous in VHS viral. Nah, whatever. I'll still watch it. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't watch those movies to it, like gain anything from yeah. my life. I just watch it for like cool visuals. It's, uh, like I'm kind of at the point where it's like I keep watching the VHS movies and I keep watching the ABCs of death films when they come out, and I feel like it's just like, oh well, like. <laughs> Like I go now into we it. know what people felt like when all the when the Friday the Thirteenth movies would come out. Like I was just like, well, I don't expect this to be good, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. Like, yeah, it's like that's not good. That's not a good mindset to be in when you're watching something. <laughs> if okay, if you use the wraparound story from Tales from the Dark Side the movie as your like your your like standing point for how shitty a wraparound story can be all wraparound stories are way better like it gives yeah, you a I, good perspective i'm still a firm believer that tales from the hood has the best wraparounds um i mean if you're not including like the barely a wraparound of like twilight zone the movie or uh or creep show which to me is the best way to do it which is like oh these are just stories inside a comic book like, yeah. or, oh, this is just four episodes of Tale, uh, Twilight Zone that are just cut together. Like, that stuff almost seems better than trying to force a wraparound story. But Tales from the Hood, I think, definitely did the wraparound story better than anybody. Tales from the Dark Side is so hard to watch. And what, do you, you mean have you, phenomenal um, acting? <laughs> <laughs> from Debbie Harry? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Scott, have you ever seen that movie? Of course you've seen that movie. Cause I think it's been a about, long time. We yeah. talk about how the last short is like one of the best anthology shorts of all time. It's been a very long time. The fucking it's, Gargoyle one. It's uh, yeah, yes. Gargoyle one. Fuck. <sighs> I, I love know. the Gargoyle one. <laughs> but the wraparound story is just Debbie Harry is a witch who's going to eat a kid. But and the, the, kid kid is, keeps... the kid's someone famous too. Yeah, he did. He did have like a pretty extensive child acting career, yeah, but it's just the kid. The kid keeps being like, "Wait, don't eat me. Why don't you tell me a story instead?" Oh and yeah. Like, oh okay. One more story. It's like fuck. Well, I mean, she's got to kill some time because she's still you know busy 
getting the food ready. <laughs> yeah, she's not super hungry yet. She's gotta. Well, she's gotta get the the temperature right, and like, there's a lot of stuff. That Nobody goes. likes undercooked baby. Uh, that movie was also, for the record, supposed to be uh, Creepshow Three, and uh, it was Matthew Lawrence was the little boy that she was gonna cook. Matthew Lawrence of the famous Lawrence Brothers. <laughs> You'd know you'd know his face to see the picture. Oh, absolutely! Uh, and the first story, so the first story is ridiculous because the stars of the first story is Steve Buscemi, Christian Slater, and Julianne Moore. And it's like, what are you guys doing in this? Like, you don't need to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird seeing like a young, like twenty-one-year-old Steve Buscemi in control of a killer mummy. <laughs> <in the first laughs> story. It's uh, it's funny just to see Steve Buscemi at any age in control of anything. <laughs> Give it another more couple couple years, and Steve Buscemi won't even be in control of his bladder anymore. Uh, this is when on such a tangent from what you're talking about you seeing Big Hero Six. Um, so Scott, have you seen anything this week? Um, still watching episodes of The Flash. It's awesome. Still not watching it, the new Arrow season because. It's going to pale in comparison to The Flash. Um, uh, what did I... I didn't watch anything new besides Horror Club stuff, but I did um, listen to some new stuff. Um, finally getting a chance to delve into um, uh, Murder by Death because uh, the bass player in Survivor Girl has been bugging me to give that stuff a listen since, like, May... And uh, I mean, I like it. It's interesting. It's uh, a little, a little different. But um, I mean, I, I listened to that a little bit in college, just like their early, early stuff. But their new stuff is way more kind of like hill music. I don't know how to explain it, but it's entertaining. Hill so. music. Hill, like kind of like Americana, you know, like American traditional <laughs> kind of. I don't know. There's that. Like- Bordering on folky, kind of. Music? I don't like. I don't like using the word folk music because people will think like Joan Baez, but I, you know, like so, it's like not, the Mumford and Sons. Yeah, except good. What are you trying to say? Mumford and Sons isn't good. I'm saying Mumford and Sons has written thirty songs that are the same song over and over again. <laughs> they made their money, but that just pisses me off as a musician. I mean, not as a musician. How dare you be profitable? No, they're profitable <laughs> because they're playing the same song over and over again. And people are like, it's just it's just pop music with the veneer of Americana. And so, I mean, I just, I don't understand why people aren't like, oh my god, this is the exact same fucking song I listened to in the last track. You know, you go to see them in concert and you're not like, Wow, these songs all sound the same. Or maybe you don't care. I, I really see, don't. What, I what don't know. bothers me more is that everyone I know who likes uh, Mumford and Sons like gets all uptight if I play a song by, say, like the Avett Brothers. I'm like, well, at least the Avett Brothers are like doing something interesting. Like Mumford, like I agree with your assessment on Mumford and Sons that it's it's the same thing of what I feel about country. Like there is no country music. It's just pop music with a banjo. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. That's that's what country music is now. So, like, it feels weird because when I'm like, oh, I like country music, like, I'm referring to, like, a very specific type of country music, like, real country music. 
And everyone's like, oh, so you like Luke Bryan? It's like, no, I don't like pop musicians who throw banjos into their songs and be like, hey, I'm a country musician. <laughs> I like like the old like 1920s, like up to the 50s Johnny Cash style of country where it's borderline 50s rock and roll. <laughs> like that yeah. I'm more into. <laughs> All right, that was a musical tangent for the horror club to enjoy. Uh, so oh, I'm going to have a great uh, relevant metal song for this week, by the way. <laughs> Mumford and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, Ava, obviously, really Avid Brothers. Before we wrap, what is the Revenant, Scott? If you've seen them all, like, what the is canon pick? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's actually pretty good. Uh, it's, it's from 2009. I remember it coming out and not watching it because... Um, and I can save this whole discussion for when we watch it or when we discuss it. But um, you remember when you'd see VHS covers in the when you're a kid and you get this like mental scenario of what the movie would be about? Like take Chopping Mall or Rocktober Blood or you know any any B horror movie from the you know late '80s, early '90s. And then when you'd watch it as an adult, you'd be like, "Wow, this, this is not what I thought at all." That's what the Revenant is like. The cover looked like it would be like this weird futuristic action movie, but it's just dark comedy, and it's it's good. What, what was the release date? You said two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Are we are we going to try and get Canon on again? Um, yeah. 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 Do you think that this was just a pick to fuck with you guys, or is he done with <laughs> we're trying to screw with you? I think that he failed so miserably last time. But uh, having two of us genuinely enjoy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think he's just gonna he's going straight for the um, entertainment factor. And you know what? Now. Thinking back and reflecting, I gotta change my mind. Loved Frankenstein Army. <laughs> I know that you're just kidding, but seriously, that for a a found footage zombie film, that movie was way more entertaining than it had any right being. Here, I'll do yeah. this because because he's not here right now. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um. So also, what's the deal with Senseless? Because the only Senseless I know of is that really shitty movie from the uh, '90s, starring Marlon Wayans and David Spade. Oh no, Senseless 2008. Okay. I haven't watched it yet. I started it last night, but then I remembered that I probably should dust up on the second half of The Sentinel that I had not finished watching yet. Man, I can't even get The Senseless with Marlon Wayans on Netflix. It's in the saved file. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody save that movie? Uh, well, like, they don't have a copy of it. Like, it's like, oh, if you want to see this, you got to wait for us to get a DVD of it. I hope that they never get a DVD of it. I, I was really, hoping truly do. I, hope that I was burns. hoping to watch it and specifically only talk about that movie for the entire senseless. <laughs> All I remember is the totally bombastic fisheye lens of that chick's ass. Yes, the scene that everyone remembers from the trailer. Yes, regular. I watched vision, that movie though. Supervision. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. I just got a douche chill just thinking about it. <laughs> so. Uh, I haven't really watched too much either with the holidays. Yes, you have. But, You've been watching monster movies. But I did watch. I've been watching the creature features on the on the Tumblr page. Uh, I watched a masterpiece that's available on Instant Watch. Uh, two masterpieces, really. Uh, I watched a talking cat, 
Which uh, we, didn't we talk? Didn't you guys talk about that last week? Okay, so we did talk about that last week. You should still see a talking cat because it's incredible. Uh, and then I also watched Tyler Perry's Temptations: Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, which is the most heavy-handed morality tale I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I listened Tyler to the Perry. How Did This Get Made about it. Oh, <laughs> it sounds so crazy. Uh, it's not as crazy as I want it to be. Like I was like, ah. Uh, most of this movie on board, but every once in a while something happens where I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, how is that isn't a it, thing? Is, isn't it like if you cheat on your husband, you will get AIDS? Essentially, <laughs> like, essentially, the husband, that's not for, true. the husband forgets her birthday two years in a row. So she starts to go cheat on him because she's infuriated that he doesn't pay attention to her. And for that, she is rewarded with HIV and a boyfriend that beats the shit out of her. And then her husband marries someone much younger and hotter than her and has kids with it. This is like if Tyler Perry remade Red, White, and Blue. (laughs) Yeah, that's essentially... It's Tyler Perry's Red, White, and Blue. (laughs) So Aubrey will be like, it's sweet. (laughs) It's it's sweet. (laughs) Dear God, I hope she doesn't listen to this, Aubrey. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But you have to understand where the three of us are coming from. Like... That seriously is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I can't get over it. She's, she was, has a master's. She's a smart person. And yet she was says this, the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> there was oh, this girl Jesus. that I was interested in for a while. And we sat down and we watched True Romance one time. And she was like, I actually think this movie is genuinely really romantic. And I was like, oh, wow, you're fucking crazy. I, I need to get out of here right now. You know what? I have mixed feelings. Uh, I think that there are moments that are kind of like the first ten minutes of that movie. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's really awesome. That's like a dream meeting of a person. Then the rest of the movie, like, with the murder and the drugs, not so much. And James Gandolfini beat the fuck out of you in a hotel room. Yeah. yeah. But I do love True Romance. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit on that movie. That's probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino script. And that's the funny thing is that that Megan really likes that movie, and she was like, "Let's watch this movie right when we started dating." I was like, "Okay, I, I don't, I don't love it. I don't. I mean, but yeah, and we, we, I think we watched it together like one and a half times. And any time she's ever been like, "Hey, let's watch True Romance," I'm like, mm. <laughs> uh, the the one thing I will say, and this is not a, a sponsorship. It's not an ad. It's just something that I think you guys should know about because I definitely took advantage of it. Uh, one of my favorite websites on the internet, VHSPS, the VHS Preservation Society. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're doing a sale right now for Black Friday up until Monday morning, I think. Uh, the code is in all lowercase, BIG40. Uh, you get 40% off your entire purchase. So Ooh. I loaded up on a bunch of shit for 50 bucks. Uh, so I've got Blood Diner, Bloody New Year's, Dead of Night, Elves, House 4, Lene, Elves. Lene Quigley's Horror Workout, Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> Loch Ness Horror, The Mutilator, and Possession all coming my way <laughs> for like 50 bucks. So That's amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, I'm sure that almost all those movies are unwatchable pieces of garbage, uh, except for Dead of Night, which I've heard is like the greatest anthology film ever made. And Possession, which I've heard rave reviews about. But I saw a trailer for Loch Ness Horror, 
And uh, there's no way in hell I wasn't going to get that fucking piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> like I will, we're going to wrap up real quick, and I will send you guys a trailer so you can see how incredible this Loch Ness Monster creature looks. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's it called? Loch Ness Horror? Loch Ness Horror. Just look up Loch Ness Horror trailer. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can just see it from the fucking little... <laughs> Uh, all right, so in two weeks we will be discussing uh, the the one that Scott was just talking about, the Reverend. Um, Reverend, Jesus Christ, you guys are stupid. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, but next week we will be talking about the silent 1920s version of Nosferatu. But uh, mostly discussing Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, uh, and here's the trailer that probably has no sound whatsoever except for some music for Nosferatu. So enjoy that. <laughs>